<laughs> Welcome everybody to Which Game First, where we explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we find any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up this week, we write narrative masterpieces one card at a time in hardback. Next up, we gather in the forest to bet on which of our magic animals will become legends in Equinox. And lastly, we we're space-traveling explorers logging our latest finds in Big Monsters. I'm your host, Celeste Angeles, here with my decades-long gaming buddies, Evan Bernstein. Hello, everyone. Ed Povolitis. Hi, guys. And Mike Grenier. I have arrived! <laughs> <laughs> Our first game up this week is Hardback, designed by Jeff Beck and Tim Fowers, published by Fowers Games in 2018. Number of players, 1 to 5, ages 10 and up, playtime, 45 to 90 minutes. And Mikey, <laughs> tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box is both fancy and simple featuring a fabric-textured maroon backdrop emblazoned with its name in classy black-and-gold font packed with sexy curves. <laughs> Inside, we discover 50 starting cards, 6 literary award cards, 5 player cards, 5 player power cards, 2 co-op penny dreadful cards, 38 ink tokens, 18 remover tokens, five player tokens, and a prestige tracker board. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we tell you of this game, put a spell on us, Evan. Crack the spine on the rule book. Hardback. It is a deck building card game where the object is to spell out words that yield the most points. Okay. <laughs> All players begin with a starter deck. Draw five cards into your hand. Spell a word using the cards. Cards can count for victory points or as money to buy new cards from the community pool. If you're in need of a specific letter that you don't have in your hand, you can create that specific letter by turning any other card in your hand into a wild card, any letter you want. The trade-off is that wild cards don't yield victory points or money. So that there's your trade-off. Mm -hmm. Now, the cards are also arranged by suits, or in this case, genres. They are genres of stories. So if you play two or more cards with the same genre in the same word, it will trigger special scoring and actions. You use your money to buy new cards or to buy ink, and ink allows you to add cards to your hand from your deck. But mm. be careful. If you draw a card, put it in your hand using ink, and you use that, that letter must be played. It cannot be turned into a wild card. It might alter your plans for crafting that perfect word. Mm. There you have it. <laughs> well, guys, we, you played this on Board Game Arena. Um, <laughs> it does seem like a, a basic looking game. How did it look? I think it looked pretty nice. I mean, you get a whole bunch of cards and it's a deck building game. And the, the letters are very stylized. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a little yeah. too stylized, Mike. <laughs> I agree 100%. I bought a J thinking it was an I. Oh, no. That made me right. very That's sad. That's a big difference in usability between the letter J and the letter I. And a yes. vowel? Yeah, it was rough. For <laughs> yeah. the rest of the game, I have this J that keeps getting stuck in my hand. <laughs> and I, and I, you know how tight I like to make the deck, right? So I'm oh, yeah. trimming cards out of it and like keeping it nice and tight. And uh, 
that Jay just kept coming up every turn. I'm like, Raja? Um, <laughs> Jam- Jamboree. Yeah, uh. jams. <laughs> you know, oh. yeah. Oh, that's was... great! Oh, yeah. I'm but sorry otherwise, I it looked that. nice. <laughs> oh man! Oh, you would have you would have laughed so hard at my frustration, <laughs> Celeste. I was so frustrated. Um, I, know, I, I thought the letters were cool, though. Yeah. yeah the, they 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 had a cool style to them. Each had their own genre look. Like there was like a horror one that looked kind of wavy mm. and like creepy, and then the fancy like newspaper looking one. And a lot of times you're spelling words with letters from totally different genres, mm-hmm. like kind of stuck together, which reminded me of the old school, like ransom note that you always used to see yeah. on a TV show. Oh, sure. Yeah, clip out the letters and st- <clears throat> string them together. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah. that from the visuals mm-hmm. here that would remind yeah. you of that. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Okay. So, so you're building word words for that long. Does it get a little dry? I mean, what's, what's happening? Well, it's a deck builder, right? So you're you're shuffling these cards together of just letters, you know? So mm-hmm. you're flipping over. Oh, this turn I got B-L-A-C-G. What am I going to spell with those? So every turn is different, but you're also kind of honing your deck as you go to be like letters that are likely to spell a word. And of course, the the cost of certain letters is higher, especially depending on if it's out of the classic R-S-T-N-L-E group. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the more your wheel the of fortune have, letters. Exactly, yeah, your free wheel of fortune letters. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, also, each player is a genre. Yeah. Uh, in other words, if I uh, if I was the what the uh, the the love story genre, mm-hmm. and I start drafting and playing love story cards, I get a, a, what is it? Add additional bonuses come up as a result of that, yeah. or more well, victory, or more mm-hmm. points. From Anytime you played more than one uh, letter of the same genre, um, you can trigger bonuses. And mm-hmm. you can actually but trigger multiple genres has, in the, in the yeah. same uh, word, I think. Yeah. And like Evan was saying, too, if it's your particular genre, you get some other kind of special bonus. With yeah, it. we are each assigned a genre. So mm-hmm. I wanted to draft. I, that gives that gives me the, uh, the impetus to want to draft more of those cards that match my genre mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. maximize the bonuses that get yielded as a result and mm-hmm. up my frustration level when Ed or Mike decides to buy those cards off of the community deck. I, mm. you know, I stole that J from you. Yes, yeah. you did. Actually, I could have used it too. <laughs> well, yeah, that is brutal in a word game when you're hoping for a letter and you just see it being used. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, or the worst is you know it's in your deck and you like, oh, there's only two or three cards left in the deck right now. I know which one of the ones mm-hmm. I want. So you spend your ink, right, it's, which is something you get mm-hmm. at the end of a turn for mm-hmm. not spending your money. You get a certain amount of money each turn by the card you played. And if you don't spend it, it turns into ink points. So you can use the ink the next turn to draw an extra card that turn. Yeah, you, you can have build, to yeah. use it. But, the nice thing about ink is you build larger words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you're you're stuck, you can't change those cards withdrawn with ink into anything else other than the letters they are. Mm-hmm. But you can have eight and nine letter words at that point. You're not restricted to lower five and six mm-hmm. card words. Yeah. It's kind words. of a push-your-luck mechanic that you're drawing mm-hmm. these cards with a lock. But then you can get yeah. ink remover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, yeah. scrub. Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah, it was. The, take the, a letter and kind of white it out. Yep. <laughs> that, that is what it was. Really nice. Yeah. And then, so Ed, it says here you can look up words. Did you like that, Ed? Yeah, you could actually. <laughs> they had a their BGA uh, had a I think two features that made it 
I think maybe even slightly better than playing it in person in a sense. Well, you can mm. one with the ability to look up words right there in the interface. I mean, you're on the internet, you could mm -hmm. Google anything, I suppose. But what you do in, the, in when you set up the game, you can actually select which dictionary you want to be the official dictionary <laughs> for the game, and, yeah. and that's what you use for the lookup in the in the built-in game. So okay, like, okay. How big a nerd do you have to be to have a specific dictionary in mind? <laughs> I prefer the Webster's third edition uh, classic. I prefer baby's first A through Z. Uh, I would say a word game nerd. That's what kind of nerd yeah. you need yeah, to be. The for kind sure. of nerd that likes this game, yeah. Sure. And I think Give the, the other what they feature want. that um, <laughs> I thought was really good about Board Game Arena is that any card in your hand you can turn into a wild. Okay, but I imagine that in the physical version that you just put it upside down. Well, here, yeah, you flip. You when flip you put it. it upside down, you can actually select what letter you want it to be. So mm -hmm. you can actually visually see the letter and put, you know, jumble them together and put. I think it helped mm -hmm. me being able to see the letter I turned it into and right. turned it into a mm -hmm. word. Mm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's totally worth it too to to try to make a word that you wouldn't have otherwise had. This is just have that available like even though you're losing the points for it you know but you're still getting a longer word and mm -hmm. for long words i think there's special bonuses for mm -hmm. certain lengths of mm -hmm. words anyway so right. to have a wild in there helps you know to, to lengthen that word into i know i had an eight letter word at one point then mike came along with a nine letter word and stole Whoa. the long word bonus yes. right out from under me Whoa. Sweet. Nine I think letters. It was like next turn too yeah nine what letters. was it do you remember the nine letter word oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there was no or change. something yeah <laughs> well um no seven, yeah. does bga you know how sometimes bga does things for you board game arena will mm -hmm. like auto calculate um mm -hmm. scores for you so you kind of don't know what's happening uh, sometimes it goes too fast does it do anything here for you like help you for like show you options for like all the words you can form or anything like that not for no, the spelling of the that. words. No. The score calculation of how much money you get, how much ink and all that, it does that stuff automatically. And at first I wasn't really getting the concept that my leftover points were going to ink. I'm like, man, I need some ink. Where am I going to get it from? And I, mm -hmm. you know, because I just, I guess I missed that rule along the way somewhere. So mm -hmm. I was like seeing the ink counter go up every once in a while. And it took me a minute to figure out why. Mm -hmm. But yeah, other yeah. than that, it didn't hold your hand as far no, as like spelling Not really. Words. I think the other thing it helps with is like, it'll let you know that you triggered a bonus. Mm -hmm. like, like, you know, have an option to like, oh, you can trigger this effect as you want. It's like, oh, I could. Let me, uh, let yeah. me get that little thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This might be one of those rare cases where I prefer the online version for the little like quality of life stuff that it adds to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I could see that. With word yeah. games, I could totally see that. Sure. Playing well yeah. online. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Boggle plays well online. I know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't get to shake the box, but. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Ed, you can make a wild at any time, you said? Yeah, that was nice. There's the ability to turn the card over and like, yeah. yeah, I got this really long word, but oh, you know what? If I turn this into a Z, I can make a Zeppelin. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's what you guys were just talking about. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. would be handy. That's a that's probably a lifesaver in some cases, it, it right? Is. It makes oh, it yeah. so you don't waste I, your turn. Oh like gosh, every, I, yeah. Especially I used a wild card almost every word I spelled. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. In the beginning of the game too, your options are kind of limited, you know. So yeah, because our starter hands have starter decks. Very basic. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. very basic. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury hardback. Evan, 
Hardback, it's a very good deck builder game, especially for those who have an affinity for games like, you know, Scrabble, Wordle, and these sorts of things. It adds dimensions, you know, assessing values to the uh, monetary values to the letters and also the genres and unlocking all those bonuses. It was easy and fun. Dig it up. Ed? Well, word games are not exactly something I typically go and seek out. They're not my favorites. But this one wasn't bad. Partly because <laughs> it was a deck builder, so it was scratching a different ish. And partly because I think BGA, Broken Marina, improved <clears throat> the experience for me. So for those reasons, I'm going to give it a light dick. Wow. Ed digging up a word game. Yeah. Yeah. I you know it's good, right? <laughs> Mike? It ticked my deck building box. It ticked my word creation box. <laughs> uh, it was cool to look at. I mean, the font really irked me a little. You know, that was the only thing I had a real big problem with. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know? <laughs> the scoring wasn't too complicated or anything like that, too. And anybody who likes to play games like Scrabble, I think, would like to pick this one up. So I'd say dig it up. <laughs> All right. Well, if we want to know what your favorite word game is, give us a shout out. We are on social media at Which Game First and on Discord. See you there. Hey, everybody. What is going on with Which Game First? <laughs> Which Game First is live on Monday nights, 8 o'clock East Coast time in the United States. We are playing board games online live we did just reviewed one called hardback which definitely played at bga and you can go to our videos that are out there and and see the archives of those but we would prefer that you join us live for those games because we interact with you we take your suggestions as the ideal next move to play we do commentary we do feedback we take your requ we take your requests for different things and we play trivia with you so it's a very interactive experience it's not just watching us figure out how a game works we want you to be a part of that experience as well um if you do want to check out our uh live games on monday nights that's great if you want to check them out after they are under our live tab on our which game first channel or you can probably just type in which game first on Google with the name of the game, and it'll probably pop up that way. But if you're going to our YouTube channel, check all our latest live shows. Oh, yeah. We had um, one of our patrons sent us a really cool game that yeah. we can't wait to try. And they love the game so much, we're going to let them kind of chime in with their own version of Dig Up or Bury when we do a <laughs> review, too. So thank can't you, Zorag, very much. I can't wait. This game looks crazy. So coming we'll tell soon. you all about it. when we. Yes, yeah, coming very soon. <laughs> coming soon, Zorag's Dig Up or Bury. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to give a shout out to all our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. Uh, if you've got a couple of extra dollars, um, you're maybe, maybe with your New Year's resolution, you're buying less coffee. Spend that money on becoming a patron for which game first. It helps us keep the lights on for just $3 a month. You get access to our bonus points uh, podcast, and it is live now on Discord, so you can come mm -hmm. hang out with us live while we record the show, listen to us, and interact with us while we're recording. It is a great deal of fun for our patrons, and you can also just listen to it on any of your podcatchers right in your feed. Just go to our website, click on Become a Patron Today, and thank you, everybody. Happy New Year. And we're looking so forward to another year of board game reviews with you and board game exploring. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. 
Our next game up this week is Equinox. Designed by Reiner Nesia, published by Plan B Games in 2021. Number of players 2 to 5, ages 10 and up. Playtime 40 to 60 minutes. Okay, Mike, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box brings us to a mythic forest where a majestic elk pulses with swirling magic as he stands <laughs> proudly atop a lichen-covered boulder with his moss-bedecked antler rack on full display. He seems to be smiling ever so slightly. <laughs> Inside, we discover 199 cards consisting of 14 unique champions, 6 row cards, 154 creatures, 11 chameleons, 3 trees, and 11 disappearance cards. There's also 25 prediction pebbles and five pebble bagos. Bago, 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 bago. Bago. <laughs> five of them. And that's what's in the box. <sighs> well, before we tell you if bigger is better. Eh, oh, I'm sorry. If we, Before we tell you <laughs> if this game springs or falls, Evan, oh. <laughs> gallop over to the rules. Get it? Springs or falls, Equinox? Oh, boy. That was great. Thank you, Celeste. Equinox. No problem, Evan. It's a card game of (laughs) predictions, where the object is to place your bets on which three out of the eight creatures of the forest are going to make it to the end of the game. The better your bets, the more points you get. Eight creatures. Now, each creature has their own row, and each row, or each... um, as, sorry, eight creatures have their own <coughs> columns, and each row is a round. There's five rounds in total. And, but in each round, an animal is going to be eliminated from advancing to the next round. Players have eight cards in their hand. Cards are any of the eight animals numbered 0 through 10. 10 is the strongest value, 0 the weakest. So if you have, say, a 10 of bunny rabbits in your hand, chances are pretty good that the bunny rabbit's going to survive that first round. With that information in mind, you start by placing your bet on which animal will survive the round. I have the ten of bunnies, so I'm going to bet that bunnies are going to survive the first round. I place one of my betting stones in that position on the grid. Everybody's going to place their bets. Then the cards will start filling the row. One player at a time, one card at a time. Now it's my turn. Down goes the ten of bunnies on the row where my where I placed my bet. Haha. <laughs> now it's Ed's turn, and oh no! He had a bunny in his hand as well. It's the Uh-oh. zero of bunnies. Oh, he puts it on top of my 10. He trumps my 10 with that mm. zero. He just changed my 10 of bunnies into a zero. Now my bet looks terrible. And then once <laughs> players are done placing their cards and establish, establishing the strength of each of those eight animals, I see that my bunny's a zero. It's the lowest of all the other animals in the first round. Bunny is eliminated. And my first round bet is not going to score me any points at the end of the game. Now, there are a lot more rules, but that's basically how a round plays out. And you do this for five rounds until there are no more animal cards to play. The three animals that survive to the end, players add up the bets for those three animal columns that survived. Highest score wins. And such is the school of Hard Equinox. Hard Equinox. (laughs) And they become legend, right? Yeah. Those final Yes, absolutely. They become legend. There are no bunnies, but they do become legend. Well, I just, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. An easy example we could all follow. You played this game on Board Game Arena. Mm-hmm. It's very colorful. How did it look? Uh, it looked Ready. great. I mean, the <laughs> art is there. They obviously have access to the actual art to make the game. And you can see the the art of all these. I don't know. They seem really cheerful creatures just staring at you. 
Yeah, even the monstrous ones, like the real monstery ones, like are smiling, you know, moss covered ogre with like happy branches and little flowers all over them <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah really they're... peaceful. Yeah, they're all trying to, you know, they're doing their best um, uh, win friends and influence people here because they're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. impress you and get into those legends. Yeah, yeah uh, it's like less of a fight and more of like a pageant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A charisma challenge. Yeah, yes. charisma challenge. Right? <laughs> exactly. Celeste, do you have a display of the Equinox cover for your background? Uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. How pretty is this? Quick. For those of us who wish to uh, listen on YouTube, you can see the covers of all of the games that we play right behind me on our YouTube video version of the podcast. If you ever want to go there and check them out. They're published weekly along with the episode on your favorite podcatcher. Yeah, yeah. So you get to I'm see ho- all of us chatting with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping my vivid description of the box cover is enough to get you by if you can't actually see us. <laughs> I think well, your descriptions are always magnificent. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, this particular game has two different covers. One is the, the purple one with the... Mm-hmm. The stag and the antlers. The other one is the green one with the, uh, you know, the giant ogre on it. Yeah. Is there a difference? Or yeah. Just... Why, why are there two box covers? Do we know? I don't know why, but they put out two different box covers. The content of the games are the same, but they had mm. different covers. Like, think of it as your, uh, like a comic book that has the alternate cover art. Yeah. Alternate art, uh, yeah. Yes, but which one's the alternate? <gasps> oh, <laughs> well, you can dun, choose dun, dun, for dun, yourself dun. just which one you want. It's smart mm-hmm. because you have to really f- buy them both. Now, okay. Just, uh, <laughs> if you're a all. true collector. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Mike, are you going for the ogre or the, or the uh, stag? Um, well, I, mm-hmm. when, I, when we played, I actually went for the stag. So I'm going to stick with the stag because it was good luck. But also it's so like nice and like. The ogre is great. Stuff. I have a soft spot He's for cute. green guys. So <laughs> He's really cute. He's really cute. <laughs> Although if you look at his thing, he has like these branches that are weaved around kind of like a wrestling outfit, you know, one shoulder like Andre the Giant, <laughs> but it's still not covering anything. It's that it's supposed no, to be for modesty purposes, but he's yeah. not covering anything. With it. It's midriff. It's midriff is covered. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It covered his belly button. Might just be a weight harness, you know, for lifting <laughs> sure. a lifting belt. Well, it's, a, it's a ceremonial <laughs> garment. Jacked. No, it's like a toga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> toga. <laughs> it's a very small toga. <laughs> okay, so All we've right. established the that the art is yeah. quite attractive. The art is cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Evan, there's secret betting. Uh, yeah. So. How Again, is it? When, I, when I explained it, you bet on which animals you think are going to survive. However, there is an opportunity, and you must do it in the first round of the game only, to have an optional secret bet hmm. in which you're going to secretly make a bet as to which of the animals is going to survive. Now, this is tricky. Um, it's worth a lot of points if it winds up coming true, but you're really taking kind of a, a risk. Um in, in in a pretty large sense that, that it's going to happen. And again, you only have five total stones to play. So if you choose one of to, to make a bet for a secret bet in the first round of the game, you're only going to have four more stones throughout right. the rest of the game to mm-hmm. place on your face-up bets, mm-hmm. which, is, which, which you have more control over, mm-hmm. I would say, um, to a degree, rather than relying, right. on, your, relying on your secret bet to, to have the big payoff. Yeah, and as the game goes on, the bets become less valuable because you have less 
failed options. Like, you know, right. you already know more cards have been one, exposed. two or three yeah. that are eliminated. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot more information as the rounds mm-hmm. go on. So therefore, the bets be, have lower payback. Yeah, mm-hmm. the creature has eliminated each round, so you already know who's uh, a sucker bet, as it were. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you Not have to yet. make your pri- But you have to make your secret bet in the first round. You can't make. Right. You can't wait. But the only time you can get that five dollar bet. Yeah. I mean, why would you play a gambling risk press your luck game without taking the big risk right in the beginning? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's weighted. I think, I think it's weighted did. appropriately. It is yeah. weighted appropriately. Yeah. But I mean, the only information you have to go on in that first round before anything gets played is what's in your hand. So mm-hmm. if you have a really mm-hmm. strong hand in one suit or, you know, some cards that can alter it to come back to win for your suit, then it's definitely worth it. But yeah. if you have a kind of a mixed medium mixed hand, kind of like the worst hand in like any hearts or balanced and low yeah balanced exactly low. Yeah. yeah if you have balanced and low, and low mm-hmm. it makes it really difficult to, to predict what's going to happen yep. yeah yeah <laughs> interesting that's well, very interesting yeah, it can be a bit of a challenge because if you can play a card you must and it can be like i don't really want to play this card oh yeah <laughs> I want to save it for later or, there's a you may not want to but you must rule mm-hmm. oh yeah like the only available <laughs> spot is this zero on the card i'm betting on so <laughs> i have to play it because it's yeah. available yeah mm. all right but That's you try tough. to save your good cards for later i try to mm. yeah also try. there's people holding counter cards to them for later too maybe mm-hmm, though you know mm-hmm. like they they see that you because the longer the game goes on the more you start to figure out where people's secret bets might be and right. you can see their previous bets so you know they're going heavy into that one creature you might be saving that foil for like a later round for them so and, they might play their 10 late and you just kill it you know that's right and you do you you have to plan on foiling the other players it has to mm-hmm. be part of your strategy or you're not or yeah. you're probably not going to win this game so the game has this built-in can you call it backstab mechanism is that what Basically, I mean, you're, it basically the game is. is built to stab each yeah. other. I don't know if it's backstabbing if it's a stabbing game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, for lack of maybe a better better term. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, though. It's that, definitely that it competitive. And, and, and you want to keep some cards that, well, maybe not necessarily directly foil your opponent, but uh, having a zero in your hand, it can be very helpful because only mm-hmm. the lowest numbered no, spirit is eliminated each round. So... If yeah. somebody like, oh, I put my eight out there and Mikey, ha ha, he lowered it down to a two. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, now I got a zero. I can make something else a zero, making my mm-hmm. two actually survive. Yay! Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> Plus, you know not to bet in that suit because eventually you'll get stuck playing that zero in your own suit that you're trying right. to win with. Yeah, so having that card's a lot. Yeah, you have a lot of information actually mm-hmm. and control. Yep. And mm. control. That's good. So, um, Evan, did you want to talk about the trees or the chameleons? Oh, yeah, chameleons and trees. So you <laughs> oh, have, yeah. there are some cards in there that are chameleons. And um, uh, they're the number five, I believe, um, mm-hmm. on, on the strength scale. But you can place them anywhere you want. So a chameleon can go in any animal row, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not, not limited to any suit. Okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. It's a five. The trees... Do not have a number value, but they can trigger special powers and abilities mm-hmm. and game mm-hmm. uh, rules effectively. Um, that can that can you know mess some things up. I don't have any of the cards in front of me. Do I have any trees in front of me that I can read and see what some of the, sort of the trees do? You can you know switch things around. Numbers you can mm-hmm. flip flop. Do, do some flipping of cards and moving them. 
Um, I think there's a way to force a card back into somebody's hand. Yeah, or if one's been covered up, I think you can bring it back to the top or something mm-hmm. if it was played. So it does it does those sorts of special things. Yeah, um, each, so each animal had their own special power. Like one of our an, uh, animal special power is they have a, a plus a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point so that, five, right? Yeah, oh, that's that's okay. right. So if you are in control of one of the animals, meaning you have uh, the what your one of your betting stones on one of the highest surviving marked animals Mm -hmm. you can trigger its special power and Mm -hmm. each of the eight animals each have a special power unto Mm -hmm. unto Uh that class of animal then you which you can use to your benefit Um, and kind of in my opinion too if you if you really study the different powers that's kind of where there might be some imbalance where it might just be behoove you to bet on a certain animal every game because it has an edge over the other ones because of the value of its special ability. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was a lion-type creature or something that, like you said, has a .5, so it wins ties. So if you want to be uh, the highest in the category or, you know, or not be the lowest, it's, like, worth a plus .5. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, okay. So it sounds to me like... Well, I want to ask you this. Does theme inform play, or is this just a skin sitting on top of a game? Mm, I think that the uh, special abilities matched their counterpart art pretty well, which made you think of them in the way that they're supposed to be thought of, I think, is mm-hmm. a good way to say it. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, that sounds that way, like yes. uh, they did a good job with uh, specificity mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't seem arbitrary, yeah. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Equinox. Ed? Equinox can be both simple and a little tricky to play. Now, there is a lot of randomness in how you get the cards out of the deck, though luck of the draw, as it were, but I thought it was fun to try to figure out how to do the best you can with the cards you've been dealt. And for that Mm -hmm. reason, I'm going to dig it up for the next Equinox. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Hands your the hand you're dealt, mm-hmm. like bridge with animals. <laughs> Mike, it was really pretty to look at. Um, but if I want a game that's also beautiful to look at and gives me a chance to kind of guess what other people are thinking, I think I'd rather turn towards something like Dixit instead. <laughs> it's not a terrible game. It's it's okay, but for me, I'll just kind of shallowly throw some dust over it, <laughs> bury it just a little bit. Evan. Equinox, a no-holds-barred game of bets, wits, and fits. That's how Mm -hmm. I describe it. (laughs) Uh, You have to assume you're going to be the target of the other players. It's actually an essential part of the game. So if that that competitiveness is your thing, I think you're going to love the game. All (laughs) others, beware. Mm -hmm. Dig it up. (laughs) Well, we would love to know, would you buy a game twice just to have a copy of the alternative cover art? Edwards. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> I, I, I'm really curious about this. So do let us know. We are at which game first on all social media and Discord. Our last game up this week is Big Monster, designed by Dimitri Perrier, published by Explore 8 in 2018. Number players 2 to 6, ages 10 and up, playtime 25 minutes. Okay, Mikey, tell us what's in the box. The cover of the box shows us either a very small planet with average-sized monsters on it, 
or a normal-sized planet with super gargantuan creatures vying for much-needed space <laughs> on its surface. Either way, they're all very weird, very unique-looking aliens, and they are everywhere. Inside the box, you'll find a circular game board, which is double-sided, 120 monster tiles, 24 mutation tiles, 12 explorer-slash-ship tiles, 38 medals and a first-player token, four reference cards, and a final scoring pad. And that's what's in the box. Well, before we find out if this game is a big find, Evan, explore mm-hmm. the rules. All right, I'm giving to them. I'm giving you to them straight from the game designers themselves. These okay. rules come from them. I like them. that. <laughs> big monster, you're an explorer who has been traveling through space looking for new planets for the Federation, and you've just discovered one that's not yet indexed. It's an opportunity to identify new creatures, <laughs> discover rare resources, and fulfill intergalactic missions. This is the challenge you are facing. Earn the most victory points in order to make your exploration successful. It's a smart drafting and tile laying game that's played in two rounds, just two rounds. On a turn, each player simultaneously chooses a tile from their hand, places it face down in front of them, then immediately gives their remaining tiles to another pl- to another player of their choice who hasn't already been given tiles. There's your smart drafting. At the end of the game, each player owns 18 tiles in their exploration space. You earn victory points by finding monsters, completing crystals, and achieving missions. The player with the most victory points at the end of the second round wins. Big monster. Hmm. Two rounds. Wow. Two rounds. I mean, that's a game you can sink your teeth into. So two rounds of of no... Nine tiles. So get yeah, you nine eight, passes 18. or eight passes. Essentially, so, yeah. eighteen rounds. Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> well, count each, each part pulls. of the draft yes. as a as a part of a round, yeah, right. Eighteen actions, basically. Okay. Eighteen actions. Yeah. All right. So we played this game on Board Game Arena, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yeah. So, what did we think of how it looked? I thought the monsters were kind of unique. I I wish there was a little more asymmetry, but I don't know if anything that grows organically is very often asymmetrical. But like other than that, they looked weird and kind of cool. Like, like you find them in space, as if you like, yeah, or some weird planet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the colors were a little flat. Um, Hmm. in in that there was plenty of color, but they almost matched too much mm. yeah like the pink and yellow mm. are a little too yeah blendy, yeah right it, yeah it's... yeah yeah um yeah so that was a little bit of an issue for me um also the locations of the stuff you had to look at like the little crystals in the corners and mm-hmm. the um rings at the top or bottom of the picture got a little bit lost they could have been a little bit more mm-hmm. distinct Mm-hmm. Right, and they're an important part of the symbology of the game because that's how you get your points by matching up those edges to right, different circles right. or or gems or whatever or different terrain types. That mm-hmm. that was part of your way of triggering bonuses by uh, mm-hmm. completing little patterns of gems or circles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Resources, yeah, and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. you can lock them off pretty fast, yeah. right? So you're just like, "Oops, mm-hmm. didn't see that there. It's gone. I already yeah. put a card next to it. Bye bye." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, have to, you have to you have to lay these you don't really have opportunity to rearrange it very much exactly yeah right yeah you put it down and then the perfect one that would have been 
perfect for the spot you just filled comes up in the next hand that you yeah. draw. Right. Because yeah. as Ed says, Ed, there's a speed element, right? In the pass. Mm-hmm. And you, as you pass. There is. Because unlike most drafting games where you, you pick something and then just go left to right, depending on which round it is, you know, oh, the first round we're going to pass left or the first next round mm-hmm. we're going to pass right. And here, once you are done drafting, you pick which opponent you're going to give your hand a tile to. So it's like, I'm going to pick this one. It's like, uh, Mikey gets this. Yep. And that, and that means, like, Evan would have to then pass his pile to Celeste. You know, like Mikey's not an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I it's think... first come, first serve for the pass. Right. Yeah, sort of. Or, Which yeah, you rough. might look at the way somebody's board is developing and then say, oh, this hand is trash for that player. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, let me, jam, uh, let me jam them up quick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep, yeah. Yep. Here's your and, hot uh, garbage, as we like Here's your trash. But I'd also, I, th- I thought that this is one of the places where online it had a little bit of an advantage because it's keeping track of who you already passed to. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> In real yes. life, you're like, did I pass the Celeste already? Oh, oh I can't wow. Remember, yeah, that know? would have been a mind boggle. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it would definitely burn the brain out. Because a you bit. can't do it like, you can't do it twice. You have to make sure. Right. Yeah, so that would have been a brain burner, and it blocks you. All right, thank you. And, and it could thank also you, be a memory game in a sense because, mm-hmm. like, okay, I just handed this to Mikey, mm-hmm. and I know there's mm-hmm. something else in there that I want. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass my next one quickly to Celeste to make sure that Mikey can only have the option of passing mm-hmm. those back to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah. Yeah, that, yeah the, I think, like, honestly, the most – well, hold Complex on. That's two layers. That is gonna, two layers of strategy. I was going to say, it's like, I think the more interesting layer of strategy here was not putting the tiles down, but was deciding who to pass them to. Because <laughs> how to get the tiles back was the how strategy. How to get them back. And yeah, exactly. Uh, trying to remember all that and like quickly pass them around. I yeah, thought that was more interesting. Yeah. That's very, that's an excellent point because that's not something you get in Seven Wonders where you're like passing anywhere right. where you're passing around an entire set of like six people. You're like... <laughs> Well, Who okay, the heck I've not knows? seen any of those yeah. again. Right? <laughs> yeah, Who knows what you're ever going to see again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just expect to not see it again. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now, then, Mike, you were saying you got a little lost in the scoring. Yeah, I BGA mean, did too much for you there. Maybe, or or maybe I just wasn't noticing the icons properly because every there's a lot of different ways to score, and they're very different from each other. But some of them mechanically feel similar, like when you're matching gemstones up to the corners or when you're matching circles up to the corners, those two things score completely differently, although mechanically and physically it's the same kind mm. of thing. So, yeah, that, that messed me up a lot. <laughs> yeah, because each of the animal or alien types, I should say, had a, mm-hmm. a different scoring mechanism. One you want mm-hmm. to group together, other ones you all I want it to be like, oh, in pairs. No, so it's a, yeah. trying to keep track of which you know, goal you're trying to go mm-hmm. with because each one has their own special you know, achievement to look yep. for as a way to maximize points. It could be a little yeah. tricky when there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. And it wasn't listed on the tile. You just had to remember these guys score like this, those yeah. guys score and like that. And they do have so. a reminder on the tile, but of course it's iconography. Mm-hmm. So you'd have yeah. to already know what the iconography <laughs> means in order yeah. to be able to have it be a game aid rather than uh, what the heck is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I sometimes, I sometimes, I, I mean, look, I'm no stranger to, to complex scoring. 
right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, try to explain above the line and below the line in a rubber of bridge oh, to somebody. Yes. Oh. And, and all that. But I was lost. This, this is mm -hmm. not intuitive scoring. So this would right. take several plays to really figure out what the heck you need to be doing with these cards, mm -hmm. you know, and how to arrange them. Because I was just, I was placing prey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not only did the each creature score differently, but also like you have to remember what crystals mean, what the background means, what the creature on that background means, you know, mm -hmm. like it, there's a lot of layers of things that you need to just kind of know or you're never going to be able to play with the speed you need to when you're passing these tiles around. Yep. Oh, yeah. Speed was not, <laughs> it was not happening for me. <laughs> no. I mean, not I at said, all. These guys are cool. I'll get as many of these guys as I can and just try to yeah. like group them together. That's mm -hmm. what I end up doing. <laughs> it did not do well for my score, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so did Ed steamroll us? I don't even remember. I think he did. I, I can't remember either <laughs> offhand, but I don't. I remember doing poorly. So that's either you crushed it. Cel actually, no, you, Celeste, you might have won. <laughs> But you might actually blind won luck. this one. Blind yeah. luck if, if I did. Blind yeah. luck. Subtle strategy. <laughs> yeah, so, no. yeah, steep. Deep. She's on that egg yes. next level. Yeah, it was. She's playing it was. 4D chess in big monsters. That's what yep. she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was. It was deep dive strategy is what mm -hmm. it was. But uh, <laughs> it was layers upon layers. <laughs> layers. Ogres have Total layers. distraction uh, while I was... Also, I'm sure delivering trivia to our watchers. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so you can see us play this game on YouTube uh, in the live section of our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch us, um, hope we understand the scoring. You can definitely yeah. do that there. <laughs> you could laugh at my frustration. You could. Uh, there's a lot of options. <laughs> okay, explorers, it is time to dig up or bury big monster. Mike, let's hear it. I appreciated the diversity of the creature art because, you know, if like if you watch Star Trek, everything's kind of humanoid. You know, there's very few things that aren't. These things were certainly not just a bunch of different colored humanoids. I appreciated that. Uh, but when it came down to it, I was so unsure about the scoring and how it worked that it kind of just was really off putting for me. So I have to bury this one. Ed? Uh, the shot collection of building up a nice tableau of these monsters and building a neat little collection. That was kind of neat. The packing of tiles to different players is a neat concept, but unfortunately in board game arena, a game would kind of like stutter every time you pass something to something. Oh, so it yeah. kind of like interrupts mm. your chain of thought a little bit. Like I would be mm. thinking about something, trying to rearrange my tiles, and then Mikey would pass something, and what I was just working on would interrupt it. And that would I don't know. Interesting. Mm, that clunk. Yeah, I forgot about that. Interesting. And so I'm going to give it a slight beery for now, but I'm still curious to see this in person. Mm, interesting. That is a, that's an excellent point. That is That was a weird thing. Yeah, I did forget all Unexpected. about that. Unexpected. So, um, okay. All right. Um, here's what I'm going to do with this game. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say that it held my interest. I was genuinely curious as to how to build a tableau. Uh, the cards were engaging enough. Mm -hmm. The iconography is a challenge and the scoring is a challenge, but mm -hmm. not, in, not an insurmountable one. Mm 
So try it out on BGA, definitely, and maybe think about getting the physical copy if you really want the full experience. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it up. Yay. Cool. All right. All right. All right. We want to know, are you a drafter or a hate drafter? <laughs> Let us know. We Oops. are at Which Game First on all social media. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We love to hear from our fans. We are on Discord, on our Discord channel, Which Game First, and you can reach us there every day, anytime. We'd love to have you join our channel uh, there and uh, our server there. And check us out on YouTube. And if you get a chance in the new year, you feel like doing something nice for someone else, leave us a rating or a review on your favorite podcatcher. It hugely helps others find the show. And happy gaming, explorers. I've got a hard back. (laughs) (laughs) Can I feed this letter I can't use to the big monster over there? Maybe I'm the monster. (laughs) 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 Bye, everybody. (laughs) 